1: Indiana Sports Talk. We're so glad you're with us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Chris Lowry joins me from WIOU in Kokomo. Cats win again. And, uh, Chris, I'm telling you right now, you guys got to be loving what's happening with the Cats because another big win for everybody in Kokomo. And, frankly, uh, this must be a great time for all of you right now. Yeah, it was a pretty
2: fun weekend for all the Kokomo faithful, Bob. Good to talk with you again. Last night, Kokomo won on the road at Logan Sport, and Cats got off to a really strong start in that one, and then I know Coach John Peckinpah thought maybe not as sharp mentally the rest of the game after a big lead to close out the first quarter, so he talked mm-hmm. about that a lot with the team last night and, and today in the morning walkthrough. And uh, I think message received loud and clear. Kokomo took on Fort Wade Northrop tonight, ended up winning 74-46. The Cats got to another strong start led 17-4 to after the first quarter and also continued to pull away, outscoring the Bruins by double figures in the second and third quarters to get that running clock towards the end of the game in the fourth period. So I know, Coach Paul, despite the double figure win last night at Logan Sport, much mm-hmm. more pleased tonight that Kokomo stayed mentally focused and sharp throughout the course of the game.
3: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love.
1: Well, yeah, uh, I, I understand. Uh, he's got to be really proud of, you know, because they're – listen, everybody's elevating their game to play these guys right now and mm-hmm. elevating their game to play, uh, <laughs> to play Flory, and uh, they just keep m- meeting all the challenges and in an impressive fashion. So uh, give me the, the line, give me the Flory-Badunga line tonight.
2: 26 points, 16 rebounds to go along with four block shots and a pair of steals. That was coming after <laughs> last night's 33 points. But here's here's right. kind of the, right. the big news, if you will. Unfortunately, <laughs> he missed a shot tonight. He actually missed a oh. couple shots. But <laughs> oh my! over the course of parts of four different games, Badunga's streak tonight was broken. He had made 32 consecutive field goal attempts. No,
1: no. Stop. 32 well, consecutive. Right. Uh, I don't know how you guard him. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not the only one asking that question because uh, clearly uh, he's a he's a, an incredibly difficult matchup. But those numbers, Chris, are staggering for heaven's sakes.
2: Uh, they really are. He hit the game winner to close out the game against Center Grove in the Phil Cox Holiday Tournament. Was perfect from the field in the loss to Brownsburg, 11 of 11 last night at Logan Sport, 14 of 14 from the field. So that's 26 mm-hmm. straight and he had his first six tonight to give him 32 before he missed one.
0: <laughs>
2: Yikes. No, that's no, crazy. Yeah, All right, who's I, I didn't ask coach Peck and Paul if he's going to start the next game or not after missing a couple shots. <laughs> I assume he's good to go, but we'll wait and
1: see. Well, he's going to have to get in the gym early and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 work on his jump shot, you know, that kind no of doubt. stuff. Whew. Kokomo, another big win tonight uh, on the road, seventy-four forty-six over Fort Wayne North. From W I O U in Happy broadcaster, you know the one and, only, one and only Chris Lowry. Back to the cats.
2: Yep, and one other thing I want to mention real quick, Bob. The governor in the house tonight as yeah, well. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, the governor was at Memorial Gym tonight. Governor Holcomb hey, checking yeah. out Flory Badunga.
1: Coach uh, Chris, Governor uh, Governor Holcomb is a basketball fan. He's a big time fan. So yeah, um, I don't blame him. I'd be there too. All right. He was closing with Flory so and the uh, and they were,
4: were the- with each
1: other. i like it i I like it a lot blue river valley tonight thank you chris have a great weekend the blue river valley with a win tonight coach coach thank you so much brian klein joins me coach congratulations on the win 54 28 uh, tonight a very impressive win how you feel about this win tonight Oh, it was fantastic, Bob. It was the Henry County Championship game. Uh, We had beaten Tribe by 24
4: on Thursday night and played Shenandoah in the championship tonight. So great environment, big crowd, and um, county rival, county game. Shenandoah has won seven consecutive. So it was a great team win by us, and guys really stepped up and defended, as you can see by the score.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Quickly, tell me who plays well. Uh, we were led in scoring by uh, junior Zach McAbee, he had 20 tonight.
4: Our senior, Wyatt Thornburg, was in double figures with close to double figure assists. And, and Lake Leonard, had uh, another senior force had multiple, I think, double figure rebounds. Just a, just a great effort on everybody that played nine guys. They all contributed in some way. Just really proud of them.
3: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love. Hanging with friends who lift you up
1: And I appreciate the call. Brian Klein. congratulations. Best of luck to you and your guys. Thank you much, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you. More basketball coming up on Indiana Sports Talk.
5: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We continue our coverage of high school basketball around the state. We'll begin with a close one between Michigan City and Kankakee Valley. Michigan City takes it 48-47. Mooresville tonight over Franklin by a nickel, 58-53. It was Mount Vernon Fortville topping Whiteland 74-62. New Haven 54 to Calb 40 tonight. New Palestine back-to-back wins, beating Southport tonight 73-68. They topped Delta last night. Noble Bowlesville, 59, Muncie Central, 45. It was more Northwestern over Clinton Prairie, 62-33. North White tonight, a 48-22 victory over South Newton. North Posey, 58, Mountain Vernon Posey, 55. Paoli puts up 90 on Tell City. They take that one, 90-35. Owen Valley tonight over Northview, 70-55. It was Richmond edging out McCutcheon, 45-38. Rochester crushes Oregon Davis, 60-19. Rossville, 54. Sheridan, 41. Seager a two-point victory against South Vermillion 55-53 and Southridge over Northeast Du Bois 66-57 by the way in the NFL the AFC South disaster that we knew of 2022 is over the Jacksonville Jaguars have beaten the Tennessee Titans the Jags with a record of nine and eight just won the AFC South 2016 Jags in the playoffs I'm running king
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. College basketball, Purdue, and Philadelphia taking on Penn State. This game will be at the world famous Palestra. Boilers with a dramatic win on Thursday night at Ohio State. With me to talk about it, the voice of the Boilermakers, Rob Blackman. Rob, hopefully everybody's come down from that exciting slug it out win over in uh, Columbus. What a great way to win a basketball game.
6: I tell you, Bob, it's been, and you understand this because you've been in this a long time and, and we're in this for a long time from a coaching standpoint, but it's amazing how much just one shot in a basketball game can change your outlook on life. <laughs> <laughs> Purdue loses Monday mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. on what uh, because you know had a had a wide open three from the right wing that was missed by Brandon Newman uh, at home against Rutgers, a shot he normally makes, and Purdue loses, and you just feel like like the, the world is crumbling around all around you. And then right. basically the, the same situation oh, yeah. and for, for all intents and purposes presents itself Thursday night at Ohio State. Uh, and this time uh, Purdue makes the shot fletcher lawyer makes the shot from the left wing and all of a sudden you feel like you're the greatest team in the history of basketball so
0: <laughs> you, you you've
6: lived the life you know how it is uh, the highs and lows of the game of basketball and it's it's so funny just just one shot right goes in or goes out and it it, mm-hmm. it, it determines your determines your whole outlook on life <laughs> at least for that short little period of time so but it was a great great game Thursday night and and look anytime you can win on the road in the big 10, that's a pretty big deal. And the fact of the matter is, Purdue, Purdue already has two road wins, winning at Nebraska and winning at Ohio State. So... Uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. You know, it, technically, this is Penn State's home game. Now, Penn State was kind enough to give it up to make this a neutral site game, but if Purdue right. finds a way to win, if Purdue, you know, finds a way to win tomorrow, that's three road wins in a Big Ten, uh, and that's that's pretty big deal. So, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, it, that was a heck of a win Thursday night, and again, the, the shot happens to go in, so you so you're on top of the world right now, and it, it feels really <laughs> good to be with this team.
1: I thought the, the the to me you know from this is the old coach in me, hey, look, Ohio State is really good they can they can muscle up with anybody in the league they're they're as physical, maybe the most physical group out there, and the young boilers were just pounding they wish that responded to it and i think you and everybody else understands this is what you're going to have to deal with all year long when it gets tight you're going to throw to zach edie and whether or not he does something with it or kicks it out and if he kicks it out you're going to live and die on those jump shots in the perimeter because as you point out the rutgers game you died you know the game on thursday you didn't die so uh that's how it's going to be brother good luck on that
6: Yeah, and and the percentages would tell you the same thing. Purdue shoots 40% from three in the Ohio State game. The biggest shot of the game is obviously a three from the left wing, and that's what wins you the game. Uh, In the long Mm -hmm. run of the game on Monday against Rutgers, Purdue is 20, I think 28, 26% from three. You had a chance to win the game of the three, and you missed it. So you're exactly right, Um, because Zach Eady is going to get double and triple teamed all season long until Purdue proves that they can make three-point shots and make you pay for double-teaming Zach. And so that's what this has really come down to. And I know we're only four games into the Big Ten season here, but what it's come down to is – uh, defensively, the game plan is when you play Purdue, get the ball out of Zach Eady's hands. And why not? He's uh, he's the tenth leading mm-hmm. scorer in the country. He's the leading rebounder in the country uh, right now. He's a front runner for National Player of the Year. So obviously, it makes sense. You're not going to let that guy beat you. You're not going to let the guy that's the front runner for National Player of the Year beat you. You are going to get the ball out of his hands, and you're going to make someone else beat you. This I mean, this is common sense. You don't have to be a rocket scientist here to figure this out. And so that's what are doing to Purdue. They are getting, they're doing everything in their power to get the ball out of Zach Eady's hands. And they're saying, we may lose, but if we lose, it's not because Zach Eady, you know, went for, you know, 35 and 20 on us. We're going to make somebody else beat us. And so far what's happened with Purdue? Well, at the win at Nebraska and the win at Ohio State, uh, Purdue's been able to do that. Right. Win, win with somebody else. Now the win against at home against Minnesota early in the year in the Big Ten – that was all Zach Eadie. You know, thirty points, twenty-two rebounds. Uh, for some reason, Minnesota decided they're going <laughs> to they're going to let Zach Eadie have his way with them, and he did. <laughs> uh, but that's eight. Hey, there there are sixteen games left in the Big Ten schedule, and I can promise you the game the the strategy, the game plan is out on Purdue. This is how everyone's going to play Purdue. And we're, it's going to be the same thing tomorrow with Penn State. Right, right. And can, can other players step up and make shots? If they can, then Purdue's going to be in really good shape. If they can't, it's going to be a tough one every time out.
1: And I also think the thing about it too, Rob, is that have what I consider a, a great shooter. You have guys who, who are very capable of, of shooting a nice percentage from three, and you've got a bunch of them. and, and I think that's the, the beauty of this team. But the other side of it too is you know you, you continue to there's always some guy you know, like Mason Gillis makes big hoofs. You know Fletcher obviously with the big, but they have a, a bunch of guys who are wired uh, in terms of basketball to be able to make big plays. At both ends of the floor, and
6: not be afraid of the moment. I would add that. I mean, let's look at Fletcher Lawyer against Ohio yeah. State yeah. night. He he had the worst first half that he's had in his college career. Uh, o of six shooting, four turnovers. Uh, didn't didn't even start the second half. Matt, if you remember correctly, Matt Painter didn't even start him in the second half. Put him on the bench. Right. But but right. he still was not afraid of the moment. And he came up big in the second half, and he hit the game-winning <laughs> shot. So, now think about it. That's a freshman now. This is a freshman who is wired that way. And I think Purdue has a lot of those guys that are wired that way. Right. Okay. Right. They, hey, maybe they had a bad half or a bad stretch. It doesn't matter to them. They're, gonna, they're still going to shoot. They're still going to take their open shots. And they're like most good shooters, they believe, in, <laughs> they believe the next one's going in, right, whether it does or not. They always believe sure. that next shot's next going in.
1: It is. Yep. Uh, and
6: it's, I mean, what a great luxury for Matt Painter to have. Next one's going in. And, you know, you, you've coached. I mean, you, you would much rather have that than guys who are afraid to shoot. Right. Uh, right. And, and, and so, Purdue has a bunch of guys. No, you're,
1: you're 100%, 100% right. Yeah.
6: They're not afraid of the moment. Now, maybe they're not going to make them all, but but at least they have the guts to try. and And that's been a lot of fun to watch.
1: Boilers are in Philadelphia taking on Penn State tomorrow at the Palestra, the world-famous Palestra. Boilermakers playing awfully, awfully well. Um, Those of you listening on many of these same stations around the state will hear Rob Blackman with the call. Rob, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck to the Boilers and enjoy the weekend. We will, Bob. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Rob. Rob Blackman, voice of the Boilers. High school basketball tonight. Edgewood beats South Putnam 59-35. Matt Wadsworth joins me. Coach, it's been a while since we've talked. Congratulations on the big win.
0: Thank you. It's been a good weekend for us. Uh, You know, all year I think we've had a team that's played great defense, but we've been a little deficient on the offensive end. But uh, the offense picked up for us this weekend.
1: So, defense turns into some offense. Is that what you're saying tonight?
0: Yes, I think maybe it was a New year's resolution on the part of our players to actually start <laughs> making baskets. and if we weren't going to make them, we would go rebound the misses and try to score that way
1: <laughs> Well, that's great <laughs> that's 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 a great resolution. Maybe others should try that strategy coach to be honest it's, so it's so tell for me come works for you. So who plays well for you? Let's brag about these kids.
0: Yeah, certainly. Uh, Xander Hammonds is having a great year for us as a senior. Uh, tonight, he checked in with 10 points. Uh, our second leading scorer was sophomore Cameronard, 13 points. He's doing a tremendous job in the post for us in the last five games he started. And then junior point guard Mylon White had 16 points, and he was 10 for 12 from the free throw line, which is mm-hmm. always good mm-hmm. to see.
1: Absolutely. All right, so who's up next for you?
0: Uh, It will be Owen Valley, which is a big rivalry game between the two schools, and I think Owen Valley had a big win tonight against Northview, so there will be a lot of excitement surrounding the game for the two schools.
1: Edgewood, big win tonight uh, over South Putnam, 59-35. Matt Wadsworth, thanks so much for the call, and good luck next week. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Coming up, another scoreboard update with Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports
3: Talk. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
5: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We will go through your high school basketball scores one final time tonight before at 1145. As usual, we'll tell you about what's coming up on your sports Sunday. Recapping boys basketball, a bunch of county tournaments around the state. All finals are in, beginning in the White River Valley Tournament. Shoals over White River Valley tonight, 42 35 for third place. Then Bar Reeve takes it by crushing Shackamack, 62 33. In the Wayne County tournament, Northeastern takes down Hagerstown, 56 35 for first. Sugar Creek tournament, a pair of ball games. Western Boone beating North Montgomery, 49 31. And Southmont locking things down defensively, giving up just 30, but they win the game 32 30. Over to the Shelby County Tournament. Triton Central 68, Waldron 54. Riverton Rivertown Tournament, that is. Rising Sun 62. Switzerland County 53 for third place. Lawrenceburg takes first with their 44-36 W against South Dearborn. Ripley County Tournament, Jack Sendell topping Milan for third, 56-43. Batesville over South Ripley, 67-64. The Randolph County Tournament, six-point dub for Monroe Central over Winchester, 50-44. Henry County Tournament, first place winners, Blue River, 54-28 over Shenandoah. The winner of the Hendricks County Tournament for first, Brownsburg topping Plainfield, 69-54. I'm Brendan King. Welcome
1: back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. IU uh, Thursday night, uh, a loss at Iowa. IU at home against Northwestern tomorrow. Who better to talk about the Hoosiers than Tom Brew, award-winning journalist and the uh, media czar of uh, Indiana, excuse me, uh, Indiana Uni- Sports Illustrated Indiana, got a produce site got more sites than you can count they're all free tom how are you tonight i hope everything's well uh, tough tough night in iowa city earlier in the week yep i'm uh doing well it's uh saturday night
7: in bloomington there's no better places to be so it's uh glad to be here excited for the game home game tomorrow <laughs> right. and uh, we haven't had a, i haven't had a home game in a while so i'm looking forward to that but yeah thursday night was tough uh you know, Indiana has been a notoriously slow-starting team lately. And uh, at Iowa, they just came out firing, scored 28 points in the first six-plus minutes, had mm-hmm. a 28-7 lead, and it was just uh, – they were off and running. But, uh, you know, then uh, you know, Iowa, you know, they can, they can really score the ball. They started working their way back into it. And, uh, and then when, uh, when, you know, Ray Thompson went down, he and Tony Perkins – our Indianapolis kid, uh, scrambling for a loose ball. Tony sort of dove in, you know, right. in, you know purely accidental, but, uh, in diving for the ball, kind of hit the race on the back of the knee and, uh, uh, took him out for the game. He came back on crutches and Indiana announced today that he'll be out indefinitely. So there's probably something serious there. And, uh, as soon as he went out, uh, it became a real problem because, uh, race is very good at guarding Chris Murray, you know, Iowa's best player and, Chris had only scored two points in the first 12 right. minutes of that game, and he finished with 30 after race went out. So it was uh, – uh, Indiana didn't have anybody who could guard him, and uh, it made it tough. And, uh, you know, and then Iowa just kept working their way back in and, you know, and wound up winning the game. And, you know, I was obviously very frustrated that Indiana blew a 21-point lead, but I was probably even more frustrated – that they, after falling behind, they had gotten back ahead by six with 3.29 to go. Uh, right, the final, right. The final media timeout was there. They had an 80-74 to 74 lead, and uh, couldn't, or 84 78 lead, uh, six point lead, but then couldn't hold that down the stretch and, uh, and lost. But like I said, they couldn't guard Chris Murray at the end. It's just, uh, um, Jordan Geronimo just got burned, you know, repeatedly trying to guard him. And then Miller Cop got the call, and mm-hmm. Miller actually did a fairly good job on him. You know, he got lost a couple of times on offensive rebounds, and that was about it. But, but they, you know, him, uh, but Chris Murray and Philip Rabaca did a lot of scoring late for them. And, and of course, Iowa made their free throws, man. They were, 22 of 25 for the game. And they made 11 of 12 in the last four minutes, you know, so it was a tough loss, you know, but, uh, you know, winning on the big 10 is tough, especially when you're playing an Iowa team that (laughs) had already lost, you know, three big 10 games and, Mm -hmm. you know, they lost, you know, They've had some bad losses lately, but that was with Murray out, you know. And uh, and when he comes back, it's a different team. And you know, they uh, they kind of found right. their way at Penn State in the second half. And you know, then when they got behind, they just you know they didn't quit. You know, so it's a, it a tough loss for Indiana for sure. And now that's two starters down with Xavier Johnson out for you know for a month now too. So
1: And these are two crucial starters, too, Tom. You know this better than I. You know, your point guard, uh, Xavier Johnson, is a guy who's been through the wars, got great quickness, can defend, is a great on-ball defender, uh, can get to the rim and finish and find people. And as you point out, Race Thompson is a a good on-ball defender. He gives you a presence up front uh, in terms of the post. He's, He's on the glass, can score in some traffic. And so, two guys who are Crucial to what you're trying to do. You weren't very deep up front anyway to begin with, and uh, this is a big loss.
7: Yep, and that's you know is the most important thing going forward now is that guys really need to step up to replace him. Um, Obviously. Uh, the point guard spot, you know, Jalen hood shafino has been able to pick up all that load with right. Xavier out. You know, and Tamar Bates has come in the starting lineup now. He didn't play particularly well Thursday night, but he's had, you know, three games of 19 points or more. And he can help, and Trey Galloway can help. You know what you get with all that, and you're kind of okay. But like now with race out, uh, Malik Renew, the freshman, he just has to step up. He's uh, He was came in as a highly touted recruit. He's had some good games early, but he's really struggled in the last month or so and can't stay out of foul trouble. Was you know is just kind of slow, a uh, little slow to move. Uh, but now he needs now Indiana needs him huge. You know, he has to step up, and Jordan Geronimo has to be better. And and I'm real curious too. Like you know when race went down, I thought maybe we might see some of Logan Duncan the other night, and we didn't. He didn't play at all. But I'll be curious on Sunday if we maybe see him a little bit more too. It's you know they need some sort of inside presence, but at the same time as I was talking uh, uh, earlier too, is I think. You know, Northwestern is one of those teams that they can probably play small with. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Miller Cop might just slide down to the four and, and maybe they, they, they use Trey Galloway more at the three or maybe C.J. Gunn mm-hmm. gets a little bit mm-hmm. more of a run. You know, it's going to be real interesting to see what Mike does uh, with his lineups and his rotations now because obviously that's two huge pieces out. So other guys are going to have to step up for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's changed the composition of your team uh, dramatically. I mean, it really has. And uh, and you're right. Um, you know, I think they have uh, the numbers to play small if they feel like it or, or need to. Um, and I, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, Coach Woodson juggles that lineup. Tom Brew with us from Sports Illustrated, Indiana. It's a team, too, Tom, that, you know, without race and, and without, uh, you know, Xavier Johnson, th- th- this game will- I said that um, def- defensively they haven't played particularly well, uh, no, you know, especially they Thursday night. But they, this this is a, a something would concern me. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, well,
7: they were very good, I thought, defensively against North Carolina in the game here when it really mattered. Um, they um, mm-hmm. um, Xavier Johnson though is their best on-ball defender on the out on the perimeter, and they and they certainly missed him. Um, and and I think that's where kind of where you know head of the snake type thing where where it all kind of starts, and then like in certain cases like uh, it, that was the big issue last year with those you know, like those forwards who were like just really good Who could shoot and drive and penetrate and play in the post you know like keegan murray you know scored 30 against indiana in the big 10 tournament and All right. uh, you know uh, uh, davis at wisconsin hurt them you know those those guys who could play that they don't really have great you know uh small forward type defenders and i you know i think that hurts them but they've also uh like arizona is is traditionally one of the highest scoring teams in college basketball. Iowa is traditionally one of the highest scoring teams in college basketball. It's like, to me, you score 89 points against Iowa and Iowa City, you should win that game, you know, and it's like, you know, they just, they said the second half, (laughs) they just, they couldn't, they couldn't stop Chris Murray. And then, you know, Iowa was hitting a bunch of threes, you know, and it's a a bad combination, but, uh, you know, what concerns me the most is their just inability to finish a game again. You know, it was a big problem last year, and that just really can't continue this year. They need to find a way. And I felt really bad for Trace Jackson Davis, man. He had, he had an awesome game and, uh, you know, scored 30 points, nine rebounds, three blocks, played great you know, but in a losing effort. So, you know, and he was, he's in a lot of pain too, Bob. He's dealing with a, with a fairly serious back injury. That's really mm-hmm. hobbling him. And he still played mm-hmm. 38 and a half yeah. minutes and, uh, and was a warrior. And, uh, you know, those fans out there, those Indiana quote unquote fans who want to keep ripping trace for whatever. They're just, they just don't know basketball, <laughs> Bob. I mean, he's just, he's just a really, really good no. player. And just, he's not a perfect player by any means, right. but he's, you know, he, you know, he made eight out of his ten free throws and people were bitching that he missed the two you know it just doesn't make sense you know to me and uh, uh, but he played a great right. game and uh, <laughs> right. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping he was uh, he's feeling well enough with this quick turnaround you know they flew home Friday they had a little you know workout Friday when they got home but he did not participate in that I was told so um, so hopefully uh, he had a good day of rest today and uh, can give it a go tomorrow without any troubles.
1: IU at home against Northwestern on Sunday. Tom Brew, Sports Illustrated, Indiana. Tom, give everybody the uh, site and where, how they can get on for free on this tremendous site that you have. Yep, our uh, our Indiana page
7: is the quick shortcut to it is just hoosiersnow.com. takes you right there and uh, no paywall, no subscriptions, no nothing, and uh, uh, it's uh, really good coverage. You got a great team. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we do a lot of great things. We'll have three people at the game tomorrow. We'll be crushing it. And we uh, got a lot of pregame stuff up there already. There'll be more to come in the morning. And then uh, another 10 stories during you know, during and after the game tomorrow. So it's a great place to go for IU coverage. And uh, uh, like I said, it's all free. No paywall, no subscriptions, no nothing. Just just hop on and enjoy it and uh, share it with your friends.
1: Hoosiersnow.com. Tom Brew, enjoy the weekend. Thanks so much for your time. Thank
7: you, Bob. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
1: Um, Thanks very much. Scoreboard update coming up on Indiana Sports Talk.
5: I'm Brendan King with this network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. It's time to talk about what's coming up on your Sports Sunday. In the NFL, the games that you need to know about. The Texans and the Colts, not because it has any playoff implication, it actually has zero, but because not only is the last Colts game of this season, 2022-2023, the Colts are 4-11-1. Tomorrow could determine who gets the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. The Texans are currently in position to get that selection. But if the Texans win and the Chicago Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings, that's also at 1 o'clock, Vikings-Bears at Soldier Field, that means the Bears would be in position to grab that top pick. Could the Colts then be in business to potentially still maybe move up in the draft? That's still answers in time away, but it will be determined tomorrow who gets number one. All right, elsewhere in the NFL, Bucks and the Falcons at one. Tampa already won the NFC South. Patriots-Bills at one o'clock as well. Great story, DeMar Hamlin up attentive at the hospital. Amazing. The Bills will play tomorrow. Ravens-Bengals at one. Panthers and the Saints as well. Jets against the Dolphins. Browns-Steelers. It's the Chargers and the Broncos at 425. Giants take on the Eagles. So will the Cardinals and the 49ers at the same time. Rams, seahawks Cowboys, Commanders, Lions, Packers, IU Northwestern at noon, Purdue Penn State at 6. I'm Brendan King.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by... Indiana Donor Network, the Ripley County Tournament goes to Batesville High School. A very happy Aaron Garrett joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations and you and you to you and your kids on a dramatic win tonight in the Ripley County Tourney.
8: I appreciate it, Coach. The 99th annual longest standing holiday tournament, Ripley County Tournament, and I've got two things to talk to you about. Cole Pride, our six eight senior, who's a young senior, six ten wow. wingspan, had eighteen and eighteen on Wednesday to propel us tonight. Tonight he had wow. thirty one points. <laughs> and he Yikes. is uh and he's lightly lightly recruited right now, so I want to get the word out on him, he's a uh, disguised one a right,
1: young man. right. Well good for him. I mean, uh, you beat South Ripley, All right, so it's a three point win, sixty seven sixty four uh, I have this vision of you knocking down three at the horn to win the championship, but is it that dramatic?
8: Well, Southrop had the ball in the air to tie it at the horn. We we had squandered a, a fourth-quarter lead, took some quick shots that didn't go down, missed two front ends of the 101 two different times, and then Southrop went down and capitalized to make it a an exciting Ripley County championship game, and, and the, game, the championship game is following the Hall of Fame induction, and you'll – Appreciate this coach level. Michael Minzer was inducted tonight into the Ripley County Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility, right. which is obviously well deserved.
1: Yeah, yeah. talk about a no-brain vote for yes. heaven's Yeah, I mean, come
8: on. That well, it's, what a great night cool to see yeah, yeah, very fun.
1: What a what a you know what a fun night. You know, you get a young player getting better and better, showing his stuff. You guys win a dramatic win, uh, Hall of Fame induction. Uh, that's a special, special night for everybody,
8: Aaron. It makes it good. And I had Michael speak to the boys before the game in the locker room just to bridge that gap from what Batesville basketball means on the front of their chest. And then Michael said it very eloquently. So just a, a special night that will be remembered for always.
1: Couldn't put it any better. All right, who's up next for you guys?
8: Way go from the Ripley County, the heat of the Ripley County tournament, to the rivalry of great Batesville-Greensburg on Thursday.
1: Ooh, that's a that's a big week now. <laughs> well, you, but you know what? Going into that ball game, you, you love the fact that you have momentum. You know, your kids are feeling good about themselves.
8: Yeah, we're playing well. We've we've only had one one slip up in this last number of games, and that was to obviously a, a bona fide Genesee County team who's just playing really, really well. And now we've now yeah, we get back yeah. in the IAC conference with the Greensburg game,
1: Ripley County tourney winners batesville sixty-seven, sixty-four over south ripley aaron garrett congratulations good luck next week
8: thanks much level
1: thank you david deaton joins me from wklo all right i've forgotten what game you have tonight so you're you know what you're so versatile and everybody wants you where were you tonight uh, we were at North Harrison all day today. We actually had a girls game in the afternoon,
4: but the big one was the boys game tonight in the Mid-Southern Conference. North Harrison against Class 3A number 7 Scottsburg, and the Cougars beat the Warriors 72-52 tonight at uh, North Harrison. So a big win for Lou LaFave's team, their third straight win, and beating a very good Scottsburg team tonight on the home floor.
1: That is an impressive win. Coach LaFave can coach me. I I think he's a tremendous (laughs) basketball coach. But I don't think you go in and think you're going to beat Scottsburg by
8: 20.
4: No, there's no way I could have imagined that. And North Harrison just played an excellent game tonight. Very under control. Very poised. And never trailed the entire game there was only one tie in the first quarter i think that was a 12 all and then the the cougars were Mm -hmm. able to knock down shots all over the place did a great job shooting the ball defended well against the Scottsburg team that's very explosive offensively they came in averaging 69 points a game they were number one in the mid-southern conference in scoring offense and in scoring defense for that matter came in giving up just 46.8 the cougars had 41 points by halftime And the biggest reason they had that was because they were actually 10 of 11 from behind the three-point line in the first
1: half. Right. Hey, uh, David, hang on through this short break, okay? We'll come back and talk more basketball with David Deaton from WKLO. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. WKLO's Uh, David Deaton rejoins me. He has the call of a very, very great game, North Harrison, over Scottsburg 72-52. All right, so you were telling me about uh, individuals who played well tonight, David. Uh, Go back and revisit that, please.
4: Uh, Sure, no problem. So for North Harrison, Sawyer Wetzel had a huge night tonight, had a big game with 22 points. He scored 17 points in the second quarter. The Cougars had 23 as a team in the second, but Sawyer made all five of his threes in that second quarter and a couple of free throws, so he was fantastic tonight. Brody Fessel, who's another senior, he's kind of a wing player for the Cougars, had seven points in the first half. He had 10 in the fourth quarter, so he ends up with 19 tonight in total. He did get a two there in the third Caleb Kellum's the third double-digit scorer with 12 tonight, and then Riley Schneider, the senior guard who played with a great deal of poise tonight, had eight points. The Cougars, as a team coach, only had two turnovers tonight. They end up making 11 out wow. of 15 from behind the arc at 73%, and they made 64% of their shots, and Scottsburg wasn't bad mm-hmm. offensively. They made 49% of their shots and had seven turnovers, but the Cougars were just so strong offensively. and really did a great job handling any kind of pressure that Scottsburg threw their way so biggest win of the season by far for north harrison they've now won three straight improved to four and five and they've found something that seems to be working pretty well here the last couple
8: weeks
1: yeah i would think throw the ball to taylor wetzel as much as you can yeah 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 sawyer sawyer's definitely the he's definitely been playing
4: better lately he's not really known as a three-point shooter but he's He's been working on that quite a bit, and the work is really paying off for him. Sawyer's always been a kid who's been able to drive to the basket well, but that outside shot's made him a lot more of a threat, no doubt.
1: Sawyer Wetzel, you're my kind of guy. All right, David Deaton, great weekend. Thanks for the call. Norah Harrison on the 7252 52 over Scottsburg from WKLO. David Deaton, David, have a great weekend. Thanks for your time.
4: All right. Have a great weekend as well, Coach. Thank you.
1: You too. Thank you. Brendan King. I'm running out of time, brother. I don't have a lot of time to spend with my favorite guy. All right. So what's on tap tomorrow? we got some basketball, football. Should be a uh, sports fan's dream to sit in front of their TV and watch some ball.
5: Yeah, Coach, it's relatively spaced out pretty well. You get Northwestern and IU at noon, then you get the Colts starting at 1, then you get the Pacers at 5, then you get Purdue at 6, so that's pretty darn good. I know that
1: that's probably what a lot of people will do. I think it's up in the air for yours truly. Fantastic job working both nights. I appreciate you more than you know. You're really tremendous. The scores are always the highlight of the show. So you are, in fact, the star of our show. Have a fantastic week and uh, look forward to working with you soon. Brendan. Thanks, Coach. As always, thank you very much for what you do. Thank you. A fun night. Great job, James Adams, Nathaniel Finch, Brendan King. Thank you so much to our great stations around the state that bring you this show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for 29 years now. You've made us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.